0: Okay, yeah, yeah, good, super duper. Praise the Lord. Can I pray? Absolutely, Father in heaven, we just thank you, we praise you, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Forgive us our sins, our shortcomings, our lack, Lord. For where we are weak, you are strong, and we thank you for that. Be strong in us, be strong through us. Father, we pray the power of the Holy Spirit through this broadcast, through every broadcast, to touch people's lives, to draw people, Father, not to us, but to you, and to your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, amen. Amen, Amen. always the. That's always the thing, Um, whenever you're doing podcasts or whenever you're doing um, recordings or any of that kind of stuff, to a certain extent, I always feel like there's a certain amount of temptation to vanity yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely that's one of the the things when you feel like when you're being recorded or when you're preaching and there's a camera or anything like that it feels like well why i don't want to be a celebrity i don't want to be some pop star or some some film star or anything like that i'm not doing this for my accolades Mm -hmm. but it feels like you have to promote yourself out there and you have to get yourself in front of the audience like you're on the time. spot exactly. like
0: like like you're on the spot and you've got to perform because that's what's expected but yeah yeah but no i don't think people are truly looking for that well some are some are mm-hmm. and i think uh you know there again it's reflected in our society in western culture especially that a lot of people want to be performed too right. but i don't know i think some of the reality some of the New Testament reality uh, is lost there. What right. you know, well, I'm not trying to be critical, but I'm just no, saying no, no. I, I think that uh, somehow we've got to regain the um, the contact, uh, the relational contact mm-hmm. of. Uh, of what the New Testament church was, that koinonia, that fellowship. Right. yeah Well, you know, that's yeah. part of
1: the reason, I think that's part of the reason both of us joined the EFI, yes. the Evangelical yeah. Option International, yeah. Yeah. is yeah. the fact that we wanted yeah. to be a part of a fellowship of churches yes. rather than necessarily a denomination of, yes. because we wanted to be relationally connected for global impact, which is, of course, their mission. Exactly, but exactly. But I, I think it's so vital that when we look at other ministries, we're acknowledging mm-hmm. that they're, we're looking at our brothers and sisters right yeah looking at you know we're not competing with the personalities we're not competing with one another church to church exactly and i think that's one of the things that seems to have permeated a lot of church culture is the that we feel like we have to compete with the church down the street
0: yeah yeah and like no we're all on the same team yeah yeah, I don't feel like we have that in our little fellowship uh, in there in Matty, South Carolina, at, at Matty Baptist. We have we have a we have a, a kinship and a friendship, and even if someone's been out sick or been on a trip, you know we come right back. Everybody picks up where we left off, and you know we we just have that before and after the service fellowship. Usually, no one's in a hurry mm-hmm. there, and, uh, and and that's a, that's that's part of that fellowship. I think that Hebrews was talking about about not forsaking. That fellowship is—it's kind of like, you know, like when a picture's over, <laughs> everybody gets up and leaves, discards their trash in the receptacles, and they right. and they leave the theater. Well, right. you know, right. that's not what church is supposed to be. That, no, I, not don't at think, all. I don't think. I don't think. Not know, at all.
1: No. Just, well, no, that's just it. We're supposed to—we're supposed to want to be around each other. It's like going to a really good family reunion where where for you know for miracles occur. There's that's zero right. animosity. There's zero. You know, we all are just having a good time and yeah. we have those fellowships. Well, amen. Yeah. And. That's what church is meant to be. I think and, so. And also, one of those moments where, I, you know, I I love this because one of the one of our pastors uh, said that not too long ago. If your church doesn't look like a triage center, is it really working <laughs> as a church? Hey, Though, there, I the like sick that. And yeah. Broken need to be brought in and cared for. Mm-hmm. Like, are we caring for people spiritually and relationally? And I think a lot of that mandate comes directly from the word and I you know uh, like you and I were talking about earlier with our with our youth group we got into a discussion of how servanthood when it's based on scripture if you have the perception and the world view of the fact of what God says about serving people you start to understand that it's not necessarily sacrifice to give of yourself it's not necessarily sacrifice to serve others in fact you know it's just like Jesus said to die is gain Amen.
0: You know, Amen. <laughs> you know, yeah. If,
1: you know, if we give up of ourselves, give up of our time willingly and out of love and that's our perception and, and we're thankful in everything, then what what becomes our modus operandi is just that that no, we're, th- this is cool because now we have yes. more time with each other. Now we have more time with each you know, that's because you know, sure, you know, if I look at last night's Bible study for instance, like my family my family, who's an hour and a half away from, from the church I serve at, it was home. My chil—my two children and my loving wife were at home, and they were having dinner and all that. And I was here with a bunch of rowdy teenagers. Nah, come on now, <laughs> come on now. Uh, talking about the Word of God. I could resent that and be like, man, I really just no. wish I was at home. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. Or I could say, no, these are also family. This, These yeah. are also people that God's entrusted with me to, to help grow and teach and all those things. But and I have the the honor to love these kids. I have the, right. the trust of these parents to, to help guide their young people. I have, you know, I can start changing my perception of where. No, this act of service to the glory of God and to the to the glory of the King. Because man, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Um, <laughs> most of the time. Uh, come on now. <laughs> but, come on. But but the fact of the matter was we we got into the Word and we and we got into just you know a cluster of scriptures about seven verses and we spent nearly 2 hours in seven verses really getting into the word of God and accepting those truths now that's the fun part about like our youth group because we've worked through why the bible what is the word of God that now we can start to accept the fact that well if it says it then that's the truth of it
0: there you go and in that then develops that core of belief that even may challenge that may challenge cultural and even familial uh, boundaries, you know. But there again, uh, these young people, even we're talking about young people, mm-hmm. whether it's this younger child or a teenager, is coming up into the world, and they they if they have not a core of belief, then they're going to be willing to swallow almost anything. Yeah. And and that which and which, if you don't mind, that's kind of what takes us into back over into Second Timothy. Because what happens when the days go from bad to worse? Right. What happens? And and the scripture there in 2 Timothy chapter 3, I I seem to be having trouble with my cord. Um, It says, What evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you, however, continue in the things that you've learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you've learned them and that from childhood. And, of course, you think about, we talk about the word and its origins. Well, there's our origins, right? Mm-hmm. And, in fact, in one version, it, the word infancy is used. So even just from a, being a little child, you think about praying with your children. You think about just the, the simple Bible stories that many of us grew up on. And and he says, from a childhood you've known the sacred writings that give you wisdom. The Amplified literally says t- instructs you, and and also it leads to salvation. It's literally the instruction of wisdom that leads you and prepares you for faith to have salvation to go into salvation. The Amplified, amplified there, excuse me, says literally give to give understanding. You know, so so that sets us up to go into that sixteenth verse and takes us really all the way back to our previous episode, when we talk about the word and its origins, because here Paul tells this young pastor, Timothy, all scripture, or every scripture, is inspired of God. He says every scripture, here in the NASB updated, is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, literally the word doctrine, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness, so that the, so that the person of God might be, Made adequate and equipped for every good work. Now, the the great thing on that, I love the you know. See, this is the thing: reading the word and c- doing some comparative things. I mean, right? right? Don't you get well, that? No,
1: yeah, exactly. That's well. That's also, I think, why a lot of times, even before going into like expository. Studies and right. stuff like that. Even just picking up three or four different translations yeah, of the Bible, exactly. You know, it it adds clarity because yeah. you have, you know, one of the things people always argue as well. One Bible says this, and one Bible says that. How do we how do we know they were translated right? You yeah. know, that's one of the things we always tell people. I was like, make sure that you're reading like that opening introduction because it you tells go. you why certain translations. Are focused in is yes. because they're translated for purpose exactly So, like the passion translation is quite literally translated so that you understand the heart and the passion of yes. what the scripture is saying yes so it focuses in on the emotional re- responses and and the emotional discourse that's happening yes. in scripture whereas then you have the English Standard Version which yeah. is a much more literal translation and even kind of based on the Lutheran well, style okay. of translating where it's a little more yeah. you know, word for word. Here's a dictionary kind of comparative yeah, I like I like
0: the New American Standard updated, which is based more out of that evangelical tradition. Right. You see, as you know, get, get a hold of this because see, we're not just talking preacher stuff here no. or biblical student or theologian, uh, theology students or whatever. We're talking about something that you can do Something we started with before we ever were vocationally involved in ministry, and that is just just what we have the wonderful access to today. Very simply, you and even and especially with the advent of cell phones oh, yeah. and smartphones, you can have multiple versions of the scripture. And like Robert said, check it out because there's two or three that I particularly go to. We've mentioned some of them right here that bring the combination of tradition mm-hmm. and the traditional translating yep. that brings it into modern thought right and an accurate thought you yes. see and That's then i cool. love to bring in like the, tr- the the passion translation for that it's so know, good because for clarity, you yeah. know
1: we always talk about how men and women are different yeah. and yeah. us guys sure. we very get very analytical a lot of times we're sure. very we're very logic based very cut and dry and yet there is a poetry and an emotional context for a spiritual discussion, obviously, it, yeah, yeah, and and that's it, it. Helps us sometimes with especially the passion translation yeah. to get past that initial. Okay, here's the black and white of it. There you go. But here's the heart of it. Here's, yeah. So because sometimes we're a little Excellent. thick, and Excellent. it helps us get past. It helps us bridge that barrier. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that those scriptures mean separate things. No. It's simply no. one reveals one part of the truth that's more than right. another. It's not that they're. Taking a left field and reinventing scripture—that's right. It's simply revealing more of one side of it or another. That's exactly focusing right. Focusing in on that. Yes. And so, yes, when you ask the question of, "Well, doesn't it help to have different translations?" Like, right? In, it's funny how uh, Dad and I have completely different translations in front of us. Right. Not, not by design, but just because of what our defaults are. My, exactly. Default exactly. The, my default is my default is typically the amplified and the C S B. Yeah. Those are the two I have in front of me. Right. And dad has the NASB and the Passion.
0: And the Passion or, and I, or, love and I the would many times. yes, and I many times I would have the NLT or the New Living translation. Mm-hmm. There. But I love to go to Wycliffe. I I love you see lo, love to go to the old Wycliffe translation. I love to go to the new ch- the the Good News Translation many times. And one thing that I'm and, looking uh, forward
1: to is yeah. the Renner translation that's coming out. Oh, Rick Renner man, Rick yeah. Renner is a very studious scholar of the word right, and he is coming right. out with a translation in the next coming year and I'm I'm thrilled that it's going to happen. Hey, that's man, going to be an expositor's Bible. That'll be will be a good Christmas <laughs> gift.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, absolutely. Nod, nod, no, wink, no, wink. no you know, we don't. No, but, that, but I tell you what, yeah, absolutely. Add that, and and uh, because anybody that has devoted their life—I mean, the majority of their life—and particularly their studious life, their mm-hmm. their uh, educational life, uh, and in cases of vocational ministers, that's usually involving theology, certainly theology and and uh and all the study you know hermeneutics and and all that stuff oh, yeah. where where anybody that has devoted the majority of their life into that you ought to, I usually give the respect to giving them a listen mm-hmm. and 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 looking at their work this is where I love to go to some of the old greats there yeah. who spent 60 70 years even yep. investing in the word of god and reading from reading from the writers that are long been out of publish yeah. now and so what that also does is it bridges it bridges you over from older generations, uh, and I'll tell you something. Don't discount their thinking. They, the thing about a lot of those folks, they did not have the distractions we do today.
1: That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. You know, I, it immediately when you say some of the thinkers of the past that we look yes. to, I know for you, for instance, that you have DeLeash mm-hmm. and you have Spurgeon and. and Wycliffe and, and a lot oh, of those. Man. And yeah. then, you know, I, one of my favorites, of course, which has become an apologist favorite, is, is C.S. Lewis and Absolutely. a lot of his exposition. And, and you know, it's fascinating to to look at these things and the late Ravi Zachariah and, and Vince Vitali, some of our contemporaries that are doing phenomenal work in bridging the gaps of understanding the society we live in, but also the historical context of this scripture. Yeah. Because that was one yeah. thing that even... Even, you know, I think that's one of the cool things about the way Paul is talking to Timothy here is he he's telling him, like, Look, you've been raised with these scriptures. Right. But I know the temptation is to discount some of them because we have this new word from the Savior. We have this these new words, the the, the, the New Testament, the gospel presentation that we're working with here. And these churches are, are working with all this tradition that's been heaped on the scriptures that right. And, and how do we reconcile all of this? And what Paul's literally saying is, it's all valuable.
0: It is. It's, all of it's valuable. As long as it's
1: of God and in his word, it all has a purpose. Yes. Now, the guidance of the Holy Spirit helps you determine and, and use that purpose and Absolutely. deploy that purpose. And I think that's the fun part is getting in the word and seeing you know, even as you were reading there in Second Timothy three, mm-hmm. I was reading along with you, and it's fascinating the different, the extra words the Amplified adds there. Okay. When you okay, read in it, there in uh, sixteen, it's every scripture is God breathed, yes. given by His inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for the reproof and conviction of sin, mm. for the correction of error, and the discipline of obedience. And for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action.
0: Yes, and ultimately, then go ahead and read that seventeenth verse in there okay. too. Yeah, just yeah, yeah please, please, amplified. yeah, yes, yeah, please. So there
1: again, Second Timothy three seventeen is so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work.
0: Yeah. And that's it. That's it's not just it's not just so that we're prepared for any debate, right? Mm-mm. It's not so that we can take on this person or no. But it's it's to be a part of the work of the ministry. Right. It's a part of being of service. Right. And that's what Jesus was. You know, Jesus. And, and many people say, well, Jesus. You know, many times he quotes some some pretty obscure verses from the Old Testament. Well, we would say that, of course, that was his Bible. That was Paul's Bible, that was Peter's Bible, that was right. John's Bible, the Old Covenant, right? you see. And they were literally the ones laying down the New Covenant, which I think was another interesting thing how, if we can presume on God a little bit, the fact that God used those different kinds of people to be the writers of our covenant, just like right. the Old Covenant. Yeah. I mean, gracious, you think about that. From fishermen to tax collectors to, <laughs> to, to near, well, scholar, Paul was a scholar.
1: Right, but he was yeah. also an enforcer of the law. Yes. Because we have to remember who the old man Paul was. Yeah, the Saul. The, the Saul of it all. Yeah, the Saul, the of tar- Saul of it all yeah. was so <laughs> Saul, yeah. so yeah. legalistic yes. that he was literally killing Christians for blasphemy. Yes. He was literally hunting them down. He was yes. the bounty hunter of the law. And that's literally, yeah. when, when you look at that, you have to realize that as we see paul counseling the churches he's mm-hmm. set, he's a man who was literally personally tutored by god and personally you know yes. reformed by god yes and he was a man that knew and understand understood the trappings of tradition exactly. and the trappings of legalism and the law and the bondage that that creates because yes. literally the bondage to the law had turned him into a murderer yes and, he, exactly. and that's something that you can, you know, yes, he he doesn't carry the guilt of that. And in fact, a lot of his letters are very much, especially in Colossians, talks about the, the freedom from guilt that he has due to salvation. Yes. But at the same time, you have to know that that was part of something that he in himself had to acknowledge. Exactly. That the flesh is so susceptible to tradition to the point of, Creating this and creating that—that's right. You know that was one of the things that I loved about you know there again we were uh, last night when I was with our youth, we were we were there in um, Thessalonians uh, and we were we were studying there in the fifth chapter the the first book fifth chapter and it says to to see to it that none of you is engaged in revenge or obsessed with revenge. But I love that because there's almost a perspective switch in the same verse and he says. By being good to one another, by standing in love to one another. Right. And so he says, Make sure nobody needs revenge by being good. And there it's go. fascinating there that we have that, that that we have that included there to where the reason people don't need to seek revenge against you is because you're acting out of love. If you're standing in that principle of love, mm-hmm. there's no need mm-hmm. for retribution. Excellent. And so that's and it's fascinating how Paul constantly as he's advising Timothy and as he's advising the different churches you can see how there's acknowledgments of of who he was cuz he was so passionate about the law yes that now right. he's so he was, passionate right. about the liberty from the law exactly and so you can't you know that's that's one of the things a lot of times people say well you know well that's old testament that doesn't matter no, 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 no. What, what this scripture is telling us is that it all matters because it teaches us who we're supposed to be. Right. It convicts us of our errors. It convicts us. That's literally conviction. It, it's for proof and conviction of sin. Exactly. It it puts the burden of, well, man, if I had to carry this on my own, if I had to really w- carry this weight, yes. I w- I wouldn't be able to. I would collapse yes. under it. I would lose my mind, I'd start killing people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, typically, and so, yeah. And, and so, and, and like, you really see this, and he says, but the cool part about this is it's training in righteousness and exactly. living in the holy and conformity to God's will. And see, there again, I'm going uh, uh, to, it's funny, because the, the Lord's works in such great ways, because there again, in that, in that there in Thessalonians, in that fifth chapter, part of that same cluster of verses there in ch- the end of chapter five, says that the God's will for us who live in Christ mm-hmm. is to be constantly in a state of thanksgiving.
0: Amen. Wow. So when it,
1: when this verse talks about you know the conformity to God's will in thought, yes, and in purpose and in action, and we pair that with what Paul told the, the church there at Thessalonica, yes, what we find out is is that we are the, the Bible convicts us to be in thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, amen. amen. And if we have Fantastic. a
1: perspective of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and a worldview based on this scripture, yeah, I tell you what, it changes a lot of things.
0: It does. It, well, and, and, you know, Jesus stressed the living in the now, mm-hmm. and yet he drew from the old covenant. But that's where, if we follow His example, and you know, literally, Paul said that to the Corinthians. Right. We we have these things in the old covenant as an example to us of how not to live and how to live. Mm-hmm. But we draw from that, we do and we put aside like the vengeance and things like that. That belongs to God anyway. Paul straightened that out in yeah, Romans, didn't real he? Real quick. But the fact is, if we're living in the present and we're loving on each other and doing like we're supposed to be doing, th- with thanksgiving in our hearts. I mean, if we just dwelt on being thankful every day, we wouldn't have time for this other foolishness. You know, <laughs> Paul was so Paul was such an agenda-driven guy. He's a real picture of of like an agenda driven person. All he could do was harm and hurt. Right. And he was, he got to where he was going from town to town. That's what had him on the road to Damascus. Yep. And yeah, the Lord the stopped way. him short <laughs> right there, you know, but right. I think that's powerful. And, and in fact, we may just do a reflection. I don't know. We may just do a reflection about Paul's recollection of that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then come back in our, in our next round uh, and, and pick this back up. What do you think?
1: I think it's great. I Fantastic. think it's great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny uh, when 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 we set out to have these conversations and talk about all this, when we sit here with our scripture in front of us, yes, we sit down with with what we think is a is the purpose of today. So is yeah, the, is the right. purpose of what we're going to talk about. Sure. And of course, we're here to you know we started last time talking about well, what's the importance of the word? Why yeah. the word? What right. is the word? Right. And it's in what I find interesting is the fact that you cannot discuss why the word without discussing the word.
0: Amen. Hey, that puts you on the ride, don't it? I mean, that puts you on yeah, the ride. You know. And that literally yeah. is what put Timothy on the ride. Became one of the one of the one of the most forward moving churches of the New Testament world mm-hmm. of that day. And here Paul's setting him up. Paul's encouraging him. And and here was a young man that came came out of a Gentile background mm-hmm. when we first saw him in the book of Acts. And now here he is as a young pastor. And Paul's saying, Man, just keep on going. And remember that. Even when the days go from bad to worse, you continue in the faith that came out of your origins that was based in the scripture breathed of God, inspired of God, that does all those things. That does all those things. Profitable, Mm -hmm. literally the the Passion Translation or the TPT says empowering. It's empowering and empowers maturity and literally then empowering us to prepare for every good work. Now he says right. that's what scripture will do for you. Right. If you're saying, well, you know, I've been involved in Bible study and all and that doesn't seem to be happening to me. You maybe you're studying someone's tradition. Right. Or you may be caught up in some false doctrine. You need to get in the word. That's right. In the word of God because that's where you ride the real ride. <laughs> right. Well, yeah.
1: you know, and that was one of the things I had one of one of my teenagers say you know, we talk about positive confession, and we talk about latching hold of scriptures and confessing them into our lives. There you go. She's like, I have a friend that asked me yesterday, "Well, what if you're confessing something you don't understand?" And I looked at her and I said, "Why are Why is she confessing anything that she doesn't have an understanding of?" Yeah, right. That's right. one of the dangerous things. Now, yeah, granted, yeah. I said, you know, the over and under is if you're confessing the word of God, you're you're pretty pretty safe. Yes, but the fact absolutely. Of the matter is. Never speak something into your life that is not sourced of God, and he will give you right. a clarity of.
0: Yes, yes. You know,
1: it, you know, the scripture tells us to read yes. and meditate on the word of God, to to understand it properly and to come to know what it means. But the fact of the matter is, don't speak things arbitrarily into your life. Because I think that's a lot of the, the dangers of. When, when people have used scripture in a lot of ways over the years, and people have done a lot of things, and if you pick the wrong verse at the wrong time and just start spouting on it, just because, oh well, it says this in the Bible.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Well, if you remove it from context, yes. If you remove it from, if you remove it from a spirit scenario, if you remove it from where it's supposed to be, you know, that's one of the things that you'll notice as Pastor Clark and I talk. A lot of times, what we do is we remind each other of who the audience is. We right. remind each other of who's speaking, and that's who, right. because the fact of the matter is, if you read this letter and you don't know the character of Paul, yes. if you don't know what his testimony is and where mm-hmm. he's coming from, it dilutes the message.
0: Exactly. You know, that's you know, right.
1: when you, just like when you're talking about any modern evangelist, yes. like you talk about Billy Graham, for instance, yeah. his character made his message authentic. It authenticated yes. the truth of yes. what he was trying to say.
0: He lived the life. Yes, that's right. You know, it's, right. it's the
1: same thing as, you know, one of one of the testimonies of my life is, is that my father is the man at home that he pretends to be in church.
0: Oh, wow. you know, It's one of those things
1: where I can validate yeah. the fact that the guy you see in on Sunday morning is yeah. the same man that I lived with at home. Yeah. That's not always the case and that's one of the things well, that we strive to be. That's a part of that's why our slogan is ride the ride. If you're yes, going to read this word of God, exactly. you have to if you're going to if you're going to latch into the word, you're buckled in. You better ride it.
0: Ride if it. you try
1: to get off the ride halfway through yes. the ride,
0: yeah.
1: Well, we've seen roller coaster accidents.
0: Oh boy, I'm telling you. If you try
1: to well, if you try to disembark halfway through the ride, it's not going to go well. Yeah. And it's going to destroy your life much worse than it was before you got on the ride. Yeah. Now, I don't ever promote that of never reading scripture. What I'm saying is once you have this scripture in you, trying to walk away from it's going to be a whole lot worse well, yeah. than staying plugged in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: that when we say read the word, ride the ride, we say read it, accept it, bring it into your life, and execute.
0: That's why Paul was telling Timothy, continue, mm-hmm. continue, advance. And one translation literally says advance. Right. in that faith that you knew from a childhood. In a word, go back to the simplicity of your faith right. and continue then in that word that profits you and all that kind of thing. You know, James opened the epistle of James by saying, God, there, God all things that come from God are good. All things that come or are issued from God are good. They're things you can count on. There's no, And he went on to say there's no darkness in him. No shadow of turning. That's such a powerful thing. And then, he, of course, in that first chapter of James, he tells you what faith is, what faith, what wrong faith is as well. Mm-hmm. But he, he covers that. And But all through Scripture, that one just popped back in my head. Uh, you know, it, that these are things we can count on. So even as a young person, and I was there, I remember that when I started getting really serious about my faith mm-hmm. as, a, as a, a later in my teens that I began to realize that as the more I was in the Word, the more I confessed the Word, and I believed it. And even things that I didn't quite understand, there's things that I didn't come to some understanding on till just some years ago, and some I'm still looking forward to (laughs) understanding. But I received them by faith in my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what you can do today as well.
1: That's right. And understand that as you mature in your walk with God and as you mature in the Word, scriptures that you've known your whole life and you've accepted as one thing
0: right
1: will expand amen I there is man. there Absolutely. is always more there is always more that god wants to wants to share with you one of the one of the things i'm going to leave you with today is as you look at your word of god as you look at your scripture and start to read the word understand that this can serve as the lexicon or the dictionary of under for the spirit Amen. The more of this that you memorize and get into your life and, and sow into your life, the mm-hmm. more understanding and clarity you'll have when you're talking with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. When you're communicating with God. Because what it does is you have a common language. This yes. is a foreign language to the body. The body does not want to accept this. It has to be taught this. Yes. It's just like learning learning a foreign language. You yes. gotta you gotta get the dictionary in you so that you can deploy that dictionary have clear understanding and communication. Right. And so read the word, ride the ride, Amen. be a let That's it right. get it inside you in such a way to where you're more fluent in scripture than you are in Spanish, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, whatever <laughs> is that secondary language, even wow. English. If English is your second language, make sure the English that you know is based on the word of God.
0: There you go.
1: Make sure in Amen. fact you know, you want to learn Spanish and you're an English-speaking person, get you a bilingual Bible. There let you, the that's a great idea. Let the first parts of that new language, the heart of that new language, be founded in the Word of God and see if that won't bless you. Amen. Amen. So, there again, thank you all for joining us for Absolutely. this second episode Absolutely. of our new, of our new podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.
0: God bless. We have something to share. This is Pastor Clark, and we're glad to have you watching the Gonzo Bible Study and interacting with scriptures. You know, every day, Robert's putting up verses of scripture that we've talked about and things, so every day you can have a word of experience and ride the ride. Thank you for your partnership and help to us. You can go on our website and go right there and help us out, or you can go to Patreon if you want to be a regular monthly contributor and help us with this ministry. But certainly go to our website, see who we are, see what what our faith is, and and certainly join us and encourage others. We, We want to see folks that are seekers,